to Claudia's book review. Today our book series is called The Ever Afters by Shelby Batch. This series is about a girl named Aurora who goes by Roy. The first book in the series is called Giants and Ice. In Giants and Ice, Rory is at the Ever After After School program with her two friends, Chase and Lena. They fight a dragon on her very first day. In the Ever After School program, you get to train to fight with the sword and you get your very own fairy tale story. For example, you might get Jack and the Beanstalk. You'd have to climb up the beanstalk and find the items. Or Snow White, where you have to find the doors and get poisoned by a witch so the prince can find you. Rory helps her friends in several tales, including Jack and the Beanstalk, Rapunzel, and Sleeping Beauty. But she never gets a tale herself. Read the book to find out why she doesn't get a tale. Skip this next part if you want to miss this spoiler. Queen has something to do with it. It's time for the secret sound. Ready? Three, two, one. Let's say that one more time. That was the sound of a sword. This is the secret sound because in the book, Rory trained with a sword. Well, I think it's time for our second two books and a fake. two books and a fake. Remember, this is how it works. I will give you three titles. Two will be true and one will be fake. Your job is to guess the fake. Here are your three titles. One, the aliens from Earth. Two, the unofficial Harry Potter cookbook. Three, Zita the Space Girl. The fake book was the aliens from Earth. The unofficial Harry Potter cookbook is a cookbook that has all your favorite foods from Harry Potter in it. Zita the Space Girl is a graphic novel about a girl who is accidentally teleported to a different planet. Thanks for playing and see you next time! Of Giants and Ice is one of my favorite books. That reminds me, let's read the book. Of Giants and Ice, The Ever Afters, by Shelby Beck. Chapter 1 On my first trip to Yellowstone National Park, I threw a rock at a dragon. It wasn't my smartest idea. I'm not telling you this to brag or scare you away from national parks and their fire-breathing inhabitants, but you need to know, at some point in your life, you stopped acting like a side character in someone else's life story and start being the main character in your own. Look, if you're me, you've already dreamed of it already. Your real life, I mean. When it happens, when you scan the whole carpool line and realize that no one has come for you. Or maybe when your parents are shouting at each other so loud you can hear them three rooms away. You look out the window and wonder when the good stuff happens. When your life gets jump-started. You might not be sure when this real life will be, but you know that this is really isn't it. Well, if you're right, it's not. Just around the corner looks the beginning of your story, and I'm here to tell you, it won't be much like you think it'll be. 
It's always more terrifying and more awesome than you can ever imagine. My life story, for example, started when I threw a rock at a dress. Of course, I didn't know it at a time. I was kind of busy running for my life. You might not recognize yours either. No one could give this presentation to a bunch of sixth graders and get away with it. Maybe to grown-ups, but not to us. Upper After School offers a wide range of activities between 3 and 7 every afternoon. You can do your homework in our reading room, hang out with your friends, or even take a special afternoon class, all without the hassle of a babysitter or a nanny. Here's my classmate, Miss Snickers. Definitely a mistake to bring up the name. Miss White, the representative from EAS, slammed her briefcase on our teacher's desk so hard that, that the students in the front row jumped. I have handed out an application form for those of you who are interested, she said. Please complete it with your name, physical address, email address, and phone number, and bring it to the front when you're finished. Are there any questions? I watch it all from my desk, a row from the back against the wall, feathers from the window. That part of the question attracts the least amount of attention. Trust me, I know. I had avoiding attention down to the art form. Then one kid raised his hand. Can I go to the bathroom? Yeah, me too, said his buddy Steve behind him. I have to go too. They both struggled to keep a straight face. Clear sign that they wanted to goof off out of class. Miss White wasn't fooled. No, but I will speak to Miss Coleman about the next student who wastes my time, she said in a cold voice. She can send you to the principal. After that, all my classes bent over their papers silently. Even if the only thing they did was form was make a paper airplane. I had been in Miss Cole's classroom for a week and a half, but I have met plenty of recorders before. They were usually friendly people who introduced themselves and were whatever program they promoted in a ridiculously upbeat voice. Not Miss White. For one thing, she was beautiful in a scary way, with very pale skin, dark hair, and bright red lipstick. One sharp look she had sent Miss Coleman scurrying to the teacher's lounge of, of Ridgefield Middle School. Miss White passed out a stack of photocopies while silently and creepily staring, glaring at us at all. She obviously didn't even like kids. She also kept weird things in her purse. After threatening us with her visit to the principal, she pulled out a mirror. Not even a whole mirror, just a shard about the size of her hand, diamond-shaped with jagged edges. She laid it carefully at the edge of her desk. The mirror convinced me I was seeing it. I filled out my form politely. When I was finished, I took it up to the front like Miss White had asked and placed it at the top of the stack. The mirror's reflection caught my eye. It had a girl's face in it, not my face, someone older and very pretty. Long hair fell to over her shoulders, a blonde so pale it looked almost silver. She stared into the mirror like she was waiting for something she wanted very badly and couldn't decide if our classroom could help her get it faster. She also wore a crown made of towering icicles, which made her even weirder than Miss White. I glanced over my shoulder toward the door. No one was there. I looked back in the mirror to check again, but the picture had changed. Now a wrinkled man in spectacles struggled to open a leather-bound book. He was either a, he was either a very small man or it was one enormous book. I didn't bother to look behind me this time because the door once the door was open, the picture and the camera changed again. Centered the man's mouth like a camera zooming in during a movie. The ma man's mouth opened, and even though there was no sound, I was sure he said Rory Laird, my name. I jumped away, rubbing my eyes. The entire room stared at me, even Miss White. I felt my face heating up. It always did when I was in the center of attention. I glanced at the mirror one more time, but on now only showed the speckles on the ceiling tiles. Are you feeling all right, Rory? Miss White asked. Fine, I hurried back to my seat. It was hard enough being the new girl in April, 
Belle also wanted to become the girl who started hallucinating after one too many fish sticks in the cafeteria. Especially if I might end up on the in a table at some place. People were still looking at me, so I added, um, I thought I was going to sneeze. A couple kids snickered, but Miss White just turned to the rest of the class. Any more forms to turn in? By the time school ended, I had let the whole mirror accident slide. The weirdest thing that happened after Miss White left was that Bobby Floyd got a bloody nose during pee. Then, after the bell rang, I turned on my phone and found two messages. My heart sank. Getting the voicemail ten minutes before you're supposed to be picked up is never a good sign. See you tomorrow, Rory Landon, someone says behind me. I turned two seven three past by and cleaned some guards on their way to soccer practice. They had no, the same exact hairstyle, blonde and a high ponytail, and I had no idea who they were. I saw the fiery glaze in their eyes, and I knew what they were thinking of my parents, maybe remembering Mom's Oscar acceptance speech or the poster for my dad's latest film. See you, I said with the awkward half-wave. I could pretty much guarantee, but before they started practice, they would tell at least three separate people that they'd talked to a daughter of the famous Maggie Wright and Eric Landon. I tried to look busy listening to my voicemail so no one else could talk to me. Hi, sweetie. It's Amy. Amy, my mother's assistant, always tried to sound cheerful when we told me bad news. I braced myself. I'm so sorry. We're running a little late today. The director changed the student schedule on. I don't think we'll be able to pick you up until maybe 6 o'clock. I sighed. That was hours later than usual. You can hang out in the library. I'll call you when we get can get there any earlier. I am really sorry, honey. It sounded like she was really meant it. Okay, so maybe this part wasn't needed. When people found out my mom was an actress, they usually thought my life was pretty glamorous, but most of the time it was like this. I was practice new kid. I was a practice new kid. I was practically a professional. I've been to 10 schools in the last three years. We started moving a lot after my parents divorced and my mom got tired of running into my father in L.A. Since then, Mom focused on making movies that, that shoot only on location. It wasn't really so bad, but I was tired of getting picked up late. The other message from me was a strange one. Hi, Rory. Me again. I know you're sick of the library, so maybe you could try out that for after school thing. Miss White called this afternoon to offer you a place in their program. First of all, my mom never placed me in any program without speaking to every teacher, principal, and any guidance counselor I mean, me. she liked to be involved, as she called it. I usually called it overprotective. I was glad that she cared, but it also meant the whole school knew who my parents were before my first class. Which kind of led to kids like those 7th graders talking to me for reasons that have nothing to do with me. Just once, I'd like to walk into school and not hear Maggie Wright and Eric Landon whispered as I passed. Not that I have ever mentioned it to mom or dad. We spoke to to your mom. She seems very nice, Anna continued. Nice didn't seem like the right word to describe Miss White. Very professional. That sounds a lot more fitting. Miss White Miss um uh, Miss White said that if you wanted to do a test run this evening, you could walk there. To the right of school, three houses down the red the red door. She said you can miss it. What do you think? It couldn't be worse than two and a half hours in the library. The kids' shelves at this branch were pretty picked over, and surfing the internet for that long in it, I'm sure. Who knows? You might make some new friends, Amy added slyly. Anyway, I'll pick you up there, up there at six. See you soon. That meant she and Mom had made the decision.
What do you think is going to happen at Ever After School? I don't know. Giants and Ice is the first in the Ever After series by Sylvie Beck. The series is really, really good. Thanks for listening. Make sure to send me voicemails with book suggestions, secret sounds, and questions. Thanks again. Bye!